Adam and there always, they are. Adam always says something in the beginning that I don't hear. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, welcome to the Attic Static Podcast. Um, we're here to take your questions, uh, answer anything you'd want, um, or talk about interesting stuff. I'm Ray. I'm Adam. I am Gary. I'm Johnny. And I'm Ed. So if, uh, if anybody out there is watching us live, it's uh, Sunday night. And if you wanted to call in, the number is 386-956-0754. Or find us on YouTube, Attic Static Podcast, or the website, com. Now, before we get into our long list of callers, um, Producer Stevie, <laughs> if we get up to like a, a hundred in the queue, we'll, we'll break over to that. But I thought first we could start off with one of our typical topics, but then I thought it'd be better to come up with the most controversial topic we could possibly think of. So are we all going to take turns offering or you already have one? I don't know. But right before we went live, abortion was the last one on the table. Gary, what do you think? It's on the table. <laughs> um, so we're doing, we're doing this. We're talking about this. No, he's saying, is that a topic you want to talk about? I'm okay with it. I'll talk about anything. Sure. And we might have different perspectives here. We all okay. Of course. I would not abort any topic that you chose. <laughs> Love it. First right. dad that joke. A good one. <laughs> All right. Go for it, Adam. Where's that ridge shot? Kick it off. Ah, there we go. You got to start it. Okay. So I don't want to steal Gary's thunder, though, but maybe just the first uh, poll. Um, I, I don't know that it, it's as polarizing of a topic as people necessarily think it is, but if we went on a scale from zero to 100, zero being extreme extreme pro-life as pro-life as you possibly get and a hundred being extreme, uh, pro extreme pro-choice as you get, where are we all on the scale? I'm, I'm in the, I don't know, mid eighties to mid nineties. Right. Yeah. I would say the same. I, I would agree with that. Uh Oh, we need some difference of opinion here. Well, uh, mine is, is completely on the opposite with meaning that I, I believe that there's so many other options not to do that, that, um, I would say that I'm against it. But where's your number between zero and 100? Zero. 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 So I once heard a speaker talk about how it's very important to try and show people through your actions and your words what you're actually for, not so much what you're against. And I think in that kind of controversial topic, as well as many other controversial topics, what's important about it is to show people that you care, care about those involved, care about those who are involved in a situation and those not just immediately, but the collateral folks, friends, family. And I think that's the most important thing, you know, rather than sharing, oh, where do I stand? I'm not really in that situation, but in that situation, <clears throat> it would be my role to try and show love, caring, compassion to the people in that situation. I don't think we're going to let you out of that, though. Dodged it. You got it. So yeah. I, I dodged it a little bit with a range, right? Because, you know, obviously can't pick an exact number unless maybe it's a zero or a hundred. Otherwise, you know, it's probably some kind of range. I was looking for a number from yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Now, I, don't, I don't think I would put a number on it. It's like saying, oh, how much do you love your child? You know, how jealous of you that thing that happened. 44. <laughs> 42. It's 42. Mm. But those you're trying to put a quantitative value on something that's qualitative, you know, jealousy, happiness, anger, love. You, you know, can you say can how angry it. you are on a scale of one to 10. You could quantify it, right? But is that really, you know, an emotion or an experience that's truly quantifiable? Fair enough. So you, can you qualitatively answer where you are on the spectrum, right? I mean, I, I think I'm gonna guess, cause I know you, you're, you're south of 50, but <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Where what, what would you say within a range? I, I believe in the importance and the value of life, but more importantly, in that situation that you explained, is the people who are involved directly in that situation got to show those people love. So it's a little bit ambiguous, but at the top end. Yeah, you got to say you, you got to show people love and compassion. Right, That's I'm the sorry. primary Bye. thing. Not saying, oh, I'm for, oh, I'm against, oh, this is my number. That stuff is all meaningless. What is meaningful is showing people compassion and care are in that situation. How I feel is irrelevant because it's not about me. It's about them. Well, that's why I, I think, think you it's just, hard for us as men to really discuss this because right. it's not about us. Right, it's not. Which is why I don't feel I have the right to tell a woman what she should be doing. Well, I think, you know, Ed, you just kind of elevated this conversation far higher than we ever thought it was going to go. Um, and we, we'd have to <laughs> maybe dial back a little bit to even talk about, I think, where uh, people are, right? You also got to meet people where they are. 
on this. Um, and, and Gary, you had a great point right before we went live. I'm going to try and coax it out of you again because I thought it was very relevant. I believe that most pro-life people make the decision off of based off of religion. Not that that's good or bad. You're just, just making the yes. statement. Yes, not good or bad. Just I think that's the main reason why. Yeah, I, I think that's irrelevant. I think it's more of a humanitarian topic. And I think that I believe that the more you study it, there's options. So when something happens, let's just put it very simply. A woman is pregnant and she has it. She could give it to the hospital and that baby goes on and this person's life goes on. And yet when we look at these topics and you even look at the the overzealous people that have their signs and they're in front of the abortion clinic and they have no options for anyone, which I never understood that. Who doesn't have options? The people with the little signs. They have little signs. They have this aborted yeah, baby. And, and, abortion. Right. But right. no options. Right. Where there's oh, there's many options for people. Right. So. I said it on purpose that mine is zero. Right. But obviously we're, we're all humans. Right. And to almost his point, when you make it a personal thing where you're talking to the person specifically on the subject, I believe you could conclude, hey, if this was incest, abort, um, uh, rape, all these different things, and you make it specific to the person on what their ability is. I have personally met people who have had both options and after counseling, they were able to make a much, much more educated decision than just, I don't know what to do. That's what I'm going to do. So the system so has to are, sort of- Are you of, saying that if, if a non, woman gets pregnant through incest or rape, that she should still have the baby? No, no, no. There should be counseling and it should be an, a much more fair. educated and founded decision because sometimes this little 12 year old girl, 10 year old, doesn't even know that she even has options. But, right? but having a value of zero means that you think they all should not have an abortion. And I, and I said that, I said, I did it on purpose because if you don't say a number, you end up with this like very convoluted, so you, very gray, so shadowy you thing. You don't 100% mean zero. There's, there's. Don't mean it. But what I'm saying is, if you don't say zero, then you're not convicted to take the time and spend the time with that girl or spend the time with that teenager or spend the time with that woman who's confused and give her all of so, her options. So, but what you're saying then is they have a choice. They have a choice, but sometimes the choice being left by themselves is almost equivalent to like a confused kid wanting to cut their. their I hear stuff you. Off. So, so you're saying, yeah, they have a choice, but they've got to have the full education of options that are out there, yeah. right? Before they are quali almost qualified to make that choice, exactly, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like sometimes if you say to someone, "No, I don't believe in that," or "Yes, I do," blah, 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 they they automatically assume. You just want them to, to head down this one path. But when there's a thousand paths, so who takes the time to counsel these people? Who takes the time to really put forth an effort to make sure this is your best I, option? I, I agree. I, th I think that's important. But I do want to get back to, to Gary's point about a lot of uh, most folks on the pro-life side of the spectrum. It does come from some religious training, upbringing, background. And I don't think that's irrelevant. No. At all. I do think it's relevant. But if you harp too much on that, you forget that those are the shortcomings of the large problem. It's just so polarized because they just say religion where people forget how many religions there are. And then how are you going to noodle through all that? You just need to understand like humanity. And that's exactly why it should be something that's not necessarily regulated the way parts of the country want it to be regulated. Right. Because we're supposed to have separation of church and state. I agree with that. But I don't agree with just saying it's completely up to you because then society has this ability to just oversimplify something that is it's related to the fundamental well, well, wait, life. It, it is completely life. up to them, like how you drive your car. It's completely up to you, but you can't drive it legally unless you went through driver's ed course, right? Pass a written test, pass the driving test. But you've also got boundaries and rules and speed limits and all the other stuff you got to comply with, right? It's not a completely up to you. Right. But there's, it's, it's within certain constraints, right? There's certain ways that you can have a safe abortion. There's plenty of ways you can have an unsafe abortion Thank too, you. right? But I, I think the, the point here is, and maybe we all agree with this, that before any kind of decision like that is made, first of all, obviously the woman has much more say than any male in her life. But having the access to the education and options 
I mean, I think no matter what side you're on, that, that seems to make sense, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, awareness is a good thing. I think like anything else, when someone calls in and they don't have a very specific question, you just sort of generalize the answer, yeah. right? So sometimes it's good to get a question or a topic that is a little bit more specific on, I know someone who did it and they regret it the rest of their life. I know someone who did it and they're happy the rest of their life. And you get those two together, they talk and they sort of understand what they both went through. Not us, but if you're gonna ask a man, you have to have some type of basis on you how you're gonna answer. Well, I, I love what I heard from the guys on the other side of the spectrum than I am. If I heard you right, <laughs> Ed is saying it's, it's qualitative, it's about the person and it's about showing care and love to that person. Yeah. That trumps any kind of decision one way or the other. And, and Johnny, you're saying, yeah, the woman has choice and should have choice, but it's on us to make sure that she has the education and, and is aware of the options, right? And the repercussions. I, I can live with that. There's a lot of emotional repercussions yeah. that a yeah. lot of people don't know about. And I think this discussion actually really kind of exemplifies a problem. And that is in terms of you know laws regarding that topic, um, there needs to be more women involved in that conversation, legislation, policy making, because here we are, five guys yeah. talking about a topic, right? And we would really need to have this conversation with women at the table. Yeah. So, right? so. And that's what needs to happen on the level of policy making, laws, right? In yeah. true discussions where we're actually going to affect large groups in society because that needs to be that needs to be a huge demographic, you know, that's included. Yeah. You need to have the women involved. Well said, and I think it's a good way to close it up. So um, we're going to take a break for a second, and then we're going to come right back. All right, so just to kind of wrap up from what we were saying previously, I think it's kind of uh, to the point of the problem with uh, society, with the lawmakers and policymakers. Here we have an example of five guys talking about you know, a topic such as an abortion where we really need to have women involved in the discussion, the policymaking, and the lawmaking. And really, we just need to leave five guys to make burgers. Yeah. That's where their best role is. <laughs> and fries. And, and fries. We're, and we're fries. calling that a dad joke. I say that's number two. Ah, where's the rim shot there, Stevie? Yeah. Oh, there we go. All right. You know, if you got to ask for the rim shot, that's not cool. That's not cool. Yeah. So, um, all right, guys, you guys all have your phones. I'm going to, uh, I want to send you guys a quick video. Um, that everybody should, who's live? It should, yeah, everybody who's live. Should, oh, everyone should, who's should live. Should it just come? Oh, okay, go ahead. Bring it. All right. You can watch it there, too. Okay. What are we All looking right. at? Is that, is that right? we did together? So we, um, Wei and I went out this morning to harvest watermelons that we planted. Uh, Dominic gave us a bunch of watermelon uh, seeds. So um, these are the small ones. They're like personal watermelons. They came out really good. Um, there is audio to this video, but you're not able to hear it just because of the way we're broadcasting it. So, um, so we were harvesting the watermelons. They're the yellow ones that, um, that you, you know, that, uh, you got your Tesla. <laughs> Is this just your way showing you finally got your Tesla? I think that's why he did. That. <laughs> I want to see the watermelon land on the windshield. That's the reason why he did it. Congratulations. That's yeah. It. So he's doing the EV, huh? That's it. That's the EV. Already the letting boy drive it, too. Yep. Wow. So wait, whose is it? His or, or It wait? is not his. Oh, it's not his. No, it is not his. Which that's, one did she get? Let's call what, it Waze. That's not that's, what he told me. <laughs> that's, that's which one? That's a Y. Right, Way? Y? Yeah, it's a Y. Does anybody know yeah. what the letters of the Tesla model spell? And this is on purpose by Elon Musk. What do the letters so of the Tesla model spell? So there's a model S. Yes. There's a model 3. Three. There's a model X. And there's a model Y. Sexy. The the three was supposed yeah. to be an E, but somebody Which already I had find, these, so they I can't find the none of them sexy. Not even close. To he sexy. was. It's subliminal. <laughs> but that's yeah. That's how we named. And the that's one, why that's, named. Is that the one with the doors that go up funny? No. No. Okay. I don't think so. That, that video was a humble brag by Ray. It's not a brag. As if I just thought Johnny would be no, excited I about I like it. So, like, oh, so, look, no, yeah. look, I have no, all I want. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you I have a Tesla, but look at my watermelon. If she got the option with the loop, if you're going to brag, I'm not bragging. I wanted Johnny to see it. If you're going to brag, you got to do it more like Gary. Just it's right out there. I'm number three in the world. One thing, the whole world, right? I like the color. The planet. Yeah, that's a nice color. You like the color. So the story behind the color is that so she way wanted that color. Same as the Prius. 
you got to pay fifteen hundred dollars extra for that color. Okay. Yeah, they all have one color. So for to the, which I to, to which I vetoed. To rip off. I would only see paid fourteen hundred dollars more on the video. Wait, time out. What? Uh, um, did that show up for everyone to see, or we just no, saw that? No, it's the, it's the blue. Uh, oh, it did. Oh, oh good. Yeah. So, so beautiful color. So, and so what's it's the interior white. Black. Oh, it's black. It's black. Oh, I never saw blue. You know, Ray, I by starting off that video, I never seen blue and black. By starting off that video with the watermelon, you kind of telling people the car is a, a melon. You know? <laughs> yeah, a lemon. Yeah, lemon. Lemon. It's not yeah. good. Except I didn't yeah, have melon, a lemon tree. That's, a, no, that's not even a good dad joke. Yeah, but that was Johnny's <laughs> line anyway. Come on. <laughs> uh, well deserved. Yeah. So, um, so they, so I vetoed the blue. I vetoed the fifteen hundred dollars for a color thing. Um, she ordered it, and they said, "Hey, we don't have the color that you want, but we have this other one that's blue." And if and if you'll take that one, we'll give you five hundred dollars off the price. Nice. So we actually got what, what there color? You go. you know, What's good. the standard color right now? Is it the gray? Gray. White. I, I, I think it definitely a gray, maybe also white. Yeah. White. Um, but yeah. So um, so yeah, that's it. Congratulations. John. So we're in the uh, we're in the camp of. Uh, Can we show? I want to show you the shirt that I was wearing my... the other day. Um, <laughs> remember Wait, my. You, you got a charger. I like the fact that it's all. You don't oh. like the hybrid. You like it all. Right, because we're just prolonging both. Are you <laughs> got the charger in your garage now off your uh, main panel? Well, we're still we're still looking into that because, um, so for one, my neighbors have one right next to our garden there, right? So I'm not in a rush to get, to get it. I can always charge over there. Two, you can still trickle charge it. So I'm trickle charging it off of uh, Allison's plug from her oh, hybrid oh, Prius. A 110. A 110, yeah. So oh. it's like three miles an hour or something like that. Um, but if you're not driving long distances, you keep recharging it, it's fine, right? So we've been fine. Um, you can buy mobile chargers, right? That you just put like a 40 amp plug on the wall and plug it in and then you just unplug it and take it with you, right? So if I put one of those there and put one in the Poconos, for example, then I can just take it with me all the time right, but and that, never have to worry what about is that, it. It's still giving you 110 though, right? No, no, you put, in a, you put in a 40 amp plug and you can do like 30 miles an hour charging. Um, so you take the one but, that's burnt, put it in, take the new one out, put it in your car and go. No. No, you, 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 have a, you have a cable that is your, your charging apparatus that you unplug and take with you instead of having it mounted to permanently to the wall. But how is it charging any differently if it's plugged into a 110? It's plugged into a 40 amp 240. I don't know what that means. So it's not it's 110, it's 220. 220. But, but, it's but you don't have a 220. And all you have to do is, is connect two breakers in your panel and you get 220. Yeah. You don't but need... More importantly, right, because you started this, I think this is huge for the listeners, like, Go through the whole process. You went online. <laughs> you did it completely. Did you go to the dealer? Like, talking what was the whole thing? So, um, Wade did most of it, right? You guys have been talking about this for like two years now, right? So she was doing all the homework and all the research. Um, and just the way things are today um, with the rebates and all the incentives, right? Um, I thought Teslas were done. They used them all up. No, no there should be no. $7,500 rebate. $7,500 rebate um, federal. Um, no sales tax in New Jersey. So that's another 7% or whatever that is. Um, you get a 10% discount on all your Garden State Parkway and Turnpike tolls and all that kind of stuff. Um, and there's a $250 rebate on whatever charger thing you buy as long as it's on a, a particular list. So that's another complication of making sure you get through it. And, um, oh, and a $1,500 New Jersey uh, state rebate so as now, well. Um, Plus we got the minus 500. Explain on, that to some people. This is not literal cash. So of, of it's, the whole process, how much cash did you get? So I think the 7,500 is a tax credit. Credit. Right. So you've right? got to so have. I like people to distinguish credit. Yep. So you've got to have a tax bill at the end of the year from the IRS to be able to get that credit. Right. So if you didn't know any taxes, you're not getting the credit. But the credit is dollar for dollar. It's not like you get 30% of that. Right? It, it is 7,500. Or is it only for one year? No, it's only for this year. Like you've so got you to have. you have enough money. But you're, you're so so this year works for us because I work this year and we have income from the rentals and stuff this year. So we have enough income to drive a credit, to drive a tax bill, which will then allow us to get the credit. Um, if we did it next year, probably wouldn't have worked, right? Um, so there's that. You don't think next year with all the other stuff coming in, you're going to have $7,500 in, in taxes due? Of course. Well, it depends on how you do it. We have a lot of expenses from the rentals and stuff too that take off of your right, total right, right. gross income and stuff. So expenses maybe not. Expenses from the rental. <laughs> oh no, they got real expenses. This year and this year, we, yeah. So septic. Um, so yeah. we ran into one functional problem with electric power vehicle. When we first got our Prius, Prius. which is a hybrid, right. 
at low mileage, it just ran on electric power. I mean, maybe it's changed now because they're more prevalent. You mean low vehicles. speed? Low speed, yeah, yeah. very low speed. Yeah. It only ran electric. So when you're in a parking lot, say at the shop right, and there's people having a conversation, neighbors talking, you're kind of backing out or driving slow, silent, because it's like a golf cart, and they don't even know you're there. They don't even know this car. So, the, so, they, so they are saying, oh, goodbye, goodbye, walking away from their friend. As they're turning around, they almost walk into yeah. the car I was driving because it's silent. Yeah, so and, they, and they were very, they very they shocked. Fix that. They, they put There's fake, a noise. So when noise. you turn the car on and you're backing up and going slow, it makes this loud humming noise that you hear. Because right. I had um, to beep a lot of folks to let them know, yo, yo, yeah. I'm driving a car here. Yeah, that was a problem. I'm it, driving it, here. The, the, <laughs> the Prius does it. Allison's Prius does that. And the and Tesla does that yeah, as that's well. That's good that they so address that. I think they took care of that um so yeah so the the fifteen hundred dollars uh rebate i think was cash from the state um the accidental five hundred dollar uh, discount we got for the color thing is cash we didn't have to pay um seventy five hundred obviously is the credit um the sales taxes the sales immediate. tax is immediate so that's cash out of your off your pocket and then all the discounts on the tolls and stuff is cash whenever you're in ac action running up and down the, the turnpike in the parkway um, so it's probably about, you know, oh, and $250 rebate on the, uh, on the charger install. So somewhere around, you know, $3,000, 25 to $3,000 of cash rebates, and then another 7,500 on the, uh, on the credit. So and the watermelon was good? Watermelon's great. And is it yellow on the inside? Yellow on the inside. The fruit is yellow. Wow. Fruit is yellow. Yeah. Does it taste like a regular watermelon? Does it taste different? It does. It's the one we, the one we've eaten so far was not as sweet as uh, the red one, the big ones. So but, wait, you know. where's ours? Is it in the Tesla? He forgot. <laughs> I didn't forget. Did but you we, drive it here? It's here. Is oh, it? Is it inside? Did you I leave it in it. the car? Actually, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we left it at. We left it with Way's mom in the city, so we don't have the watermelon. So listen. So yes, do, it's parked in research. front of your house. Do not get into an accident in that car. Yeah. Do the research. Yeah, yeah. Do the research. That's what do you want to get an accident in any car? <laughs> well, Trust me, any other one except that. Well, well, hold it. It's new, so I assume you've got collision? No, not, not because of that. You got to yes. take it to a licensed place. The check gets sent to them. It's it's Whatever. Whack. But you got collision, so you're, you're, it's going to be probably out of commission for a while. Yeah. But insurance has given you a loaner. <laughs> not all the time. Not unless you have some really high-end insurance. Depends if somebody hits you. If they hit you, then their insurance can give you a rental car. Yep, go if to you need an accident, make sure they hit you. Go to fight with them. <laughs> I just, I had one, one person at my job had a nightmare story. Mm -hmm. his, his daughter was parked in the school parking lot, and all the, the girls were talking, and this little, this other girl came, and she wanted to be part of the conversation and was not paying attention and sideswiped the whole car. Like four months. It was a, a huge ordeal just to fix the, the car. To fix a Tesla. Yep. Yeah, that's, I've heard some. I've heard some horror stories. And I'm, I'm looking, getting prompts here from Way because she knows more about it than me. You asked about the whole process, right? So she ordered it online. Um, we actually thought about doing it on the show. Like, hey, let's bring the thing up and yeah. like, pick all the parts. And we stuff need to and do order, that right? kind of stuff. And yeah. also, like your 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 research on who you compared them to, what, yeah. who were the people, who are, what other EVs you. you she compared. She, she did a lot of homework because I was like knocking it down for the past two years, right? Just saying, we don't need it. We don't need it. You know, yada yada yada. Um, the rebates and everything right now, the price. I mean, not that I want to spend the money, but it's not a bad price considering what all the other ones cost. And you would okay. compare it to buying another car, yeah. gas car, how much more money did you end up spending? Uh, it's, hard, it's hard to say, right? Well, There's a million cars out there. So how much, what's, what's an average if car? You were to get another, if you were to buy another car, let's say you buy another uh, car. No, no, let's be, let's be more specific. Because specific, um, yeah. I know him. So if you were to buy a top of the line Toyota Camry, how much? what's the difference? Well, how much does that cost? 35000 I would guess. say 38000 38000 40. More than that? Let's say... 42? Well, we're not going to buy the most expensive. You're going to buy something that's reasonable. So Stevie's saying close to 50 right. grand. So, so let, let's not use that as a, a thing because I think someone is but dumb you would never buy if the you most pay 50 expensive. grand for a Camry. Let's go that way. <laughs> so so after, all said and done, that? after all said and done, this is going to be in, in the low 40s. Oh, yes. that's a good answer. So all it's right. about the same price as buying a reasonable car. Yeah. Sounds like it. And with then all, in terms of gas, I assume you're driving 10,000 miles. Per year, and assume gas is four bucks a gallon. 
How's that going to work out? I don't know what you're paying per kilowatt, but well, you you got the 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 wild card in that is that we have solar on the house. So if we're char we're the opposite of everybody else. Everybody else is trying to charge at night when their electricity rates are cheaper and not during the day. We're going to charge during the day because you the care. electricity is free off the roof, right? So so it's really hard to do that calc against what other people are paying, right? Um, well, that's your homework, bro. You yeah, can't so bring we'll this see. to the table without, <laughs> right. Right. No, without doing all that. Right. Exactly. Right. Come on now. That's, those are kilowatts that would otherwise spin back through your meter. Yeah. They're not spinning back through your meter. That's so right. you are consuming them. So, you know, pick whatever, 15 cents a kilowatt hour. Right. So we just got to come out. Yeah. I, I don't have them. I didn't do the math. So we, well, I can do the math. Yeah, but you could reset that thing on your solar and check it. Yeah, I can just take, I can just see what it is. But, mm -hmm. um, but it's going to be... You know, a lot of it's going to be free electricity or free gas, let's call it, right? Because I don't have to pay for it, right? And then when we do charge it, you know, like they went down to Philly the other day just to see some show and the Franklin Institute had free charging in the parking lot. So they just charged it and it nice. didn't cost anything, right? So, um, so well, look, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. You guys right? are going to save $6,000 a year in gas, which seems... Um, that sounds it sounds like a lot ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Because six thousand in gas, I don't see any, how. Is there any free charging? Like some some deals, you get like free charging for they a year. I've heard that was initial. Yeah, that was to suck everybody when was, in when he was yeah. really um, suffering. Yeah, but so ironically, we went to little Nancy's baby um, shower. I was a DJ. That's why I was nice. invited. Nice. You were DJ. That's the yeah, only reason you were invited. Yeah, that was the only reason yeah, yeah. why I was invited. And <laughs> of the four, two of the charging stations were broken. Nice. Where? Like a. Better. It was just the parking lot of the venue. Right. Here's how you spend six thousand a year in gas. Forget savings. You drive ten thousand miles per year. Gas is four buck. I'm sorry, ten thousand miles per year. And <laughs> you have an old Thank car. You're only getting twenty miles to the gallon. You'd have to pay twelve dollars a gallon to spend. Six thousand bucks in yeah. a year. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know think where they got that from. That might be a gas and maintenance number, like all all in, because you don't have the brakes. Thing that I think would be awesome. You have like you don't have a transmission. You don't have anything. Yeah. You know, like, all we have to worry about is brakes and tires. True, uh, for the most part, and and from what I even understand, braking you don't even brake. Like we're we're all getting used to driving that car now because you don't brake. As soon as you take your foot off the gas, it's braking it's for you, regenerating electricity into yeah. the battery. So I can't imagine you're wearing down brake pads anytime soon like a regular car. So the maintenance is supposed to be very, very minimal on this. Right? So for the electric vehicle, is manual transmission even an option or is it all automatic? No, no, it has no transmission. There is no transmission. No, you're direct driving. Well, that's not true. Uh, let me not say that. That's not true. But it's, it, it's part of the whole assembly with the battery and it's, and it's very unique to the car. But, I mean, I would I would think about it like the race cars we used to get, we used to play with with the tracks in your living room on the floor, right? The faster you push the button, it just goes faster, right? The harder you push the button, go, it, and as soon as you let it go, it just stops, right? That's exactly how it is, okay. right? So there is no gear shifting, like all I that stuff. A, all right, but, uh, but take five minutes, right? You you yeah, drove it, right? I drove it. So <laughs> tell us, like, all right, so I've driven a gas car and I've driven this one. What else? Like, so the, so the other day, have you used the whoopee cushion yet? So the, no. Did you punch it? I mean, did you the other put day, the pedal down yet? I started to punch it. Like, I didn't punch it. I just said, oh, what if I go faster? And I pushed it, and it, it kind of made me, like, shocked me to, to make my take my foot off the gas. It was so fast. So, no, I haven't punched it. I can't imagine what oh, it's wait. like when you punch like, it. Right next to you, explain uh, full torque right from the get-go. That's what the DC motor gives you. Instant. Come, it's instant, instant torque. It's crazy. But they're, crazy they're, fast. Like, it made me feel like the roller coaster feeling as soon as I hit the gas. Yeah, it, you know? it will destroy any yeah. internal combustion yeah. engine that we know crazy of. Crazy. destroy. <laughs> destroy. <laughs> I was at the track with a, a so uh, Orlando Speedway. I, I had the opportunity. We met the owners. And that night, owners of what? Orlando Speedway. Okay. And and that night, there was two Tesla Model S Plaid, the fastest ones. And there was a brand spanking new, top of the line Audi with the full race package. Well, so is, that, is that the is one something... I drove at the thing that you told me to drive? The Audi, right? Yeah. Is yeah. that something you can buy through you know through a dealership? No, 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 public? Okay, so you can put car. it on the road. Okay. The guy brought it almost gotcha. literally from the dealership, right? He had, and he put it in full sport mode. It was about 0.8 of a second slower than a Tesla. So it doesn't blow over, the doors. Over what? Over the Tesla. Over the quarter mile? Slower, mile slower. Or zero no, to on 60? the quarter mile. Quarter mile, quarter. I'm sorry. Really? In, a, in a race, in a, in, yeah. So it's, I it, mean. I'm assuming it's behind. Oh, no, no, it was right behind it, but it the, wasn't being left behind, like blowing his doors But was it catching off. it up at the end? Or out, off no, the, off no, the line, no. I would think it would be. How about the problem, the, yeah, only problem with that is, the only problem with that is, no, they were going 100 and doing 9.8. At 170-something. I, I have a bad memory. 
But I mean, these, you know, these are nine like point seven. What's just a nine point eight? What's a nine point eight? Some of them go to nine point eight quarter mile is a very fast car. Oh, okay. that's how long it took. Yeah, ten seconds. Uh, quarter mile. So it I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't give you the basics. I of, can of run a speedway. Speedway is a quarter mile, right? <laughs> so in the quarter mile, you're racing head to head with someone else, right? So a nine second car off the showroom floor. But remember, you have to have the top of the line, and you have to have the mode that he charges you more money for. The, well, the uh, for the Audi, mode. for the Audi. No, for the, not all Ludicrous. the Teslas do that. Oh. So if you want it afterward, all they do is they hit a button yeah, and they yeah. send it over the air and you have it, but yeah. most of the people won't pay for it, right? So it is, is you got to know that there's modes, right? You yeah. had to like go into it already and you're, you know, you, you switch modes in the car. I haven't even seen it yet, no. My first car was an 81 Chrysler Cordoba. It could have taken that quarter mile you know, 30 seconds, seconds. Maybe. No, I don't know if it could have made it all the way around, but it would have been close. Uh, what was your first car, Ray? We're not talking time. I just <laughs> quarter mile period. It's a 1980 Subaru GL manual stick shift that I didn't I know how to Cherokee do. chief. Cherokee. That was, 79, your, that was your dad's car. That was, your dad's car? That was yeah. my first car. Okay. How about you, Gary? I had a lot of first cars. No, you only first get one. one. You only get one. You only get one. No, I Parents car, your car. How? Because they all sucked, so they lasted like. <laughs> what's the They're very still first, the first car? The first car I bought was a Camaro, and I oh. brought it in to get brakes. And he says your uh, frame is rusted, so that was done. So did uh, you? Did I got you... some of my money back from the people. <laughs> and uh, what was my next car? Bent it was like a shiv. Not a. Um... Frame was bent, not rusted. No, no, it was a it was, it was a uniframe, and a and the whole. The it was bent. No, did no, he no it was did, ru did, rusted. It was rusted. Oh. Did he buy it from you? Who? The the, the mechanic. No, I, I think we jumped it. <laughs> I, I like thought you got one. scammed. I think you got scammed. We jumped it. I, I don't remember the next car. But to another point, too, a lot of pieces of shit. Not, cars. That, not that you guys care. So they had to go, they would race, they would go down the quarter mile, and then they would have to go back. And I don't know what the whole process is because you have to like reheat the batteries and the whole nine yards. So it was like a process before they could keep going. So it's like a, like a regular car that they could just keep going down the quarter mile. So it's 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 not one to one. Interesting. But definitely not getting the doors blown off. But it's your first car for a for a out of the box stock car. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. crazy. Yes, my first but car. Your battery's gonna go. <laughs> my first car was a Chrysler LeBaron station wagon. I heard Ooh. that from the old turbo car. Ooh, no, no, no. Sorry. Chrysler LeBaron's station wagon. No, no, turbo, no, no. The, the Barons came in turbo. No, 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 no. no. They didn't that, waste that, that on a station wagon. <laughs> and it was, it was funny because I drove it. I had a lot of problems, a lot of problems. I was driving for a while. So finally, one of the guys I was friends with in high school who knew about cars, he looked at me and he said, uh, when's the last time you changed the oil? And I said, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so he taught me how to change the oil in the car. You know, he had the ramps in his house. He took me to Pet Boys, you know, bought the ranch. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. I learned how to uh, change the oil, and I figured, wow, this is terrific. I changed the oil in my own car, the first one I owned, and then I actually bought my first car. It was a Honda Civic, and then uh, I called my friend. The, the yeah, one from college? Yeah, the one from college. Yeah. So that was the first one I actually bought. So I called my old friend. He was going to school at another uh, university. Wait, was that new? Yeah, yeah. That was a new one. How and did you afford a new one back in college? Did you work? I worked. He was. He had his. He had summer jobs, man. Yeah. So at, at any rate, so I called my friend, you know, who taught me how to change the oil, and I said, hey, I got this. Honda Civic hatchback. And he's like, oh, no, forget it, man. I'm like, why not? I'm like, you showed me, you had the ramps and everything. And he's like, no, no, no. He said, that kind of car, the engine is so tight. You'll never be able to get up there at the ranch. He said, you got to take it to one of these places. They got to put it up really high. Oh my goodness. They got a special tool on the long lever and it extends out and takes the filter out. He said, you can't do it on your own. He said, forget it, just take it someplace. Oh. And I was all disappointed. I was like, I got the wrench. You know, I did it a couple of times. I was psyched. I just didn't know where to go in the new car. And he got a no, wait, bubble no, we, we got to find out the specifics. Did she get the performance package? What would what, she get? Put it wait, on the wait, screen. Honda wait, oh, no, oh, wait, oh, wait. Oh, I want to know which one she got. Oh, you got to put her on. I have no idea. This was the uh, blue did you get one. The, did you get the Long S, range. the three, right, the X or the Y? Which y. one? Y. Oh, Y. y. Long so, range. So there's, so there's four cars, right? fun. S and three are sedans and X and Y are SUVs. And which the X is the bigger one and the Y is the smaller one. Which is the one we have. Okay. Because... That's like a hybrid SUV, right? It's like awkward. It's like when you look at it, when I look at it from the outside, I'm like, that doesn't look like an SUV. No, I mean, when you all. get in and sit, it feels like you're higher, like you're in an SUV. So enough of the new cars. Let's get back to rust. rust? And close out an old point here. The rusty Remember cars? my steering wheel was oh, stiff, yeah. right? It, it was... <laughs> It would turn, then it was stiff. Hold on, hold turn, on. Back, back, this was the power steering. <laughs> how do you repair under, it? Under, problem, yes. right? Yeah. 
on a and we Toyota Tacoma. A, on a Tacoma. Right. So we talked about, I took out the power steering fluid, flushed it, put new power steering fluid in. Maybe it had a 5% improvement. Maybe. Maybe I was just trying to convince myself that my time wasn't wasted and it got better when it really didn't. Next thing was to find the U-joint on the uh, steering column, which is very easy. It, it looks like a U and there's a bolt going through it. And to lubricate that, and so I, I got under the car, I found it, I touched it. Half of the metal came off in rust, it seemed. A lot of rust, so I'm like, well, let me just you know, wire brush this, clean it up a little bit. Then I used the penetrating oil on it, sprayed the heck out of it, stained the garage floor because I didnn't put anything down first, <laughs> that's okay. Works, Those things happen. Works it's, like a freaking champ. So it was just rusty. But based on what Johnny said, it, it, it worked like a champ, but I can't be that confident that I get years and years of life on it. So all you do is scrape the rust off. Scrape the rust off and spray it with uh, penetrating oil to, to kind and of lubricate put, that put, joint. Put graphite lubricant so it doesn't attract uh, dust and it'll stay that way. Okay. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I figured. So how long? And, and right John, you, you had the comment that yeah. if, if that is the problem, if it's the, the U-joint getting rusted, well, the, the whole column is rusted and there's a lot of miles on it and... It, it doesn't have a lot of life left. Well, you're right. The whole column, you know, you could see some see rust on it. If I go ahead with that graphite, how much longer do you I would think do I two got? Things. I, would, I would take the anti-rust that you could go to Home Depot. They sell this Rust-Oleum, and it looks like a clear liquid. Just clean it real nice. Put all anti-rust on it. That's um, a paint or a spray? No, it's a spray. Um, they come in both. You could you could do it. So with So you're the brush. saying he's got to scrape down the whole. It's not not completely. Thing. Just get it so that it doesn't have any uh, superficial stuff. Okay, so not like not necessarily bare metal. No, no, just, no, no. Yeah, you clear it. You're gonna put it. You're gonna see that all the the yellowish and orange color rust is gonna turn black. Get all that. Get a nice oil based Rust-Oleum paint or another brand and paint it. And in the joints, put the the good lubricant that is made for that, and you'd be fine. Let's right. put the drop cloth down first. Yeah. All right, cool. Thank It'd you. Be, Tacoma forever. Do we want to ignore all the people waiting online for their questions? <laughs> your your opening thing just like <laughs> they all went somewhere else. <laughs> Maybe we got to think of something controversial again. Life after death. <laughs> well, I had a couple of topics that I thought we could we could talk about or we make a choice to talk about. Right. So okay. um, the three that I had on the list were um, weapons, the, the evils of lawn care in America, <laughs> lawn care, uh, lawn care, life insurance, did you bring my clover? and why do we need it? I did bring your life clover insurance. Um, or pickleball. Wait, the second one. <laughs> why do we need life insurance? We've discussed life insurance. Yeah, we did Isn't a little bit. But it's not exciting. Yeah. Let's skip that one. So, so, so those are two. But I'll take any other suggestions. Long care, long care, long care. There's a couple other questions on that list. Wait, that we but I can tell you to. something interesting. Little Stevie uh, told uh, Lou that he was getting addicted to pickleball. Lou oh, said, yeah. "Oh yeah, there's a pickleball court where I grew up. Oh yeah, like 50 years ago." Yeah. I was like, "Whoa, well, yeah. it's been around for a long time, but you yeah. never see it." Yeah, I didn't even know it existed. He was like, "Yeah, he used to play that in school." I'm like, "Oh." So I was walking, and that's in in um. In uh, New Egypt. In New Egypt. In yeah. New Egypt. Oh. In the middle of the sticks. So we were, I was walking across the street today to my neighbors and I saw another neighbor walking out and she had a, like a boot on her foot. Like, you know, she's limping, you know, I said, oh, what happened to your foot? I, I hurt my Achilles playing pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to go backwards. It's right? a dangerous sport. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it gets, it's getting it's around. Addicting. It's addicting. Do you have to wear a helmet? No, no. helmet. Well, you don't have to. You could. So Shoulder pads? Yeah, there has been a lot of increased injuries with uh, pickleball. What kind of injuries? Like ACLs? Injuries. No, people with breaking, broken uh, wrists. Wrists they, they from fall falling. Because they're trying to go backwards and they don't not coordinate enough. Hmm. They fall, land on the wrist. So wait, what so about, there's a lot of old people, broken hips, right? Well, so so I've heard the, the Achilles today and another woman that we play with um, had her Achilles, hurt her Achilles over the winter and is just recovering from it now. So I've heard that. Uh, we've also heard... Well, what Stevie said was runner's knee. From pickleball? Um, no. Well, this is, the, this is the description that I think we heard was that, um, and because my knees are bothering me a little bit, um, but not when I'm playing and not when I'm running, only when I'm not doing anything, like sitting around, standing up, whatever, like I get that. Um, so be in perpetual motion, you're good. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> if I was always running or biking, I'd be fine. So I'm going to leave that, open that door up to you two to tell us what's that all about. Me? I'm, I'm <laughs> Well, you're so, the runner. So what you described about... Yeah, but he's never stopped. His feet are going right now. I have runner's knee. I, have, I guess as a runner, I have runner's... Knees. Knees. Yeah. 
<laughs> so what you described, Ray, about, you know, having, you know, some soreness, <laughs> some pain when you're kind of sitting down, when you're sedentary, when you're not moving, yeah. but not so bad when you move around. That's usually not necessarily the typical complaints that you would hear from runner's knee. What you would hear from that type of description is more some sort of degeneration or osteoarthritis. Sounds uh, good. Well, generally. <laughs> generally that is not what you're supposed to say. I'm not, <laughs> Sorry. I'm, not, I'm not digging that. <laughs> Typically, that's the pattern. When someone comes in and they have some sort of degenerative joint disease, which is the fancy name for osteoarthritis, typically what they'll say is, when they're not moving, when they're sedentary, when they're sitting for a while, when they have a long meal, long car ride, when they wake up in the morning. Ooh. That's typically- what, what does it mean if you walk around and your hamstrings are just screaming at you? <laughs> you didn't stretch. That, that, that means you probably participated in a high level activity the day before and, oh, and, and oh. place really high. Now, before you that's go- That's like my version of his Tesla. <laughs> so a serious question. So I, I have that uh, accelerated. Is there anything they could like inject into your joints that, that acts There's like new a things coming out all the time? Yes. Yeah. What do you got? What yeah, do you got, Ed? I want to hear it. So, so there are a lot of a lot of different things. So I this need is, it. Yeah. So this is basically things that are, are done by other professionals. Physical therapists don't do injections uh, of this kind. So typically, they're usually one of three, or sometimes a mix of the first two. It's usually some kind of either pain relieving medication, some kind of anti-inflammatory or some kind of synthetic lubricant. Very much like yeah, the idea. The like well, there's new it's things. Like how about dexamethasone? So Janice talking about <laughs> Brought this time, boy back yeah. to life. Absolutely. They have new things where <laughs> On a Mexican they volcano. can inject with something and it'll help regenerate. I mean, it's not guaranteed, but it, it's people have done it and it helps. Yeah? Yeah. yeah, There's all kinds of things coming out. But typically, typically, typically her, I wouldn't know what it is. Those three that I mentioned, none of them are long-term fix. So, right. so they're all going to have limitation in terms of their, you know, whatever benefits. So there's you some see. things like where they do uh, shockwave therapy and they and and they push a lot of holes inside the cartilage and it'll grow back and fill in better. Yeah, they're trying. So there's to a do, lot of things that they've done, things come up recently. So, so what, Ed, what, a quick question on the um, when you feel the pain when you're not mobile. If you say you're active six hours a day and then you wake up and you have this osteoarthritis crap. If you were to be active eight hours a day or ten hours per day, would that Improve make it better how you or feel make it, in the morning, or is that just more wear and tear, right. and you'd hurt worse? I could answer that. <laughs> we didn't call on you yet. If I do more, I suffer more. It's very simple. So, so that, what's the scientific answer? <laughs> so what I would say is very much like a previous conversation we had on another episode of the podcast. A lot of it has to do with the mechanical stresses, the repetition and the sustained mechanical stresses. So if it's the same type of activity that you're doing, say you gotta do a lot of stair climbing for work, or you know that's just the type of activity you do for aerobic exercise and you keep doing the same type of aerobic exercise all the time or the same type of work at your job, then yeah, it's gonna be problematic as opposed to eight or 10 hours of maybe you're doing an hour of one thing and then you're doing an hour of something else and then you're doing an hour of something else. So now you're dispersing those mechanical stresses mm -hmm. and strains in your body in different areas. So you'll be better off, right, dispersing it. What if you sit in a very hard chair for an hour and your ass starts hurting? <laughs> Depends how big your ass is. It's not very big. I think Maybe we need better why. chairs. Yeah. Or, or you just need a bigger ass. Well, at least they got a little bit of cushion. They're not I completely cheap. I don't have cushion and I'm not complaining. I, yeah, go. Yeah, maybe, this man maybe runs, no cushions better. Man but runs 26 miles but, but dude, on a chair. You probably lost 12 <laughs> so, pounds yesterday, right? So Adam, I to, did. To your thing, and, and I tell Ray all the time, we go to one of his picnics, and I say, today I'm going to uh, play volleyball the whole day, and I already know in my head I will suffer for two weeks. Two weeks. So, yep, two weeks. So two, what I can two weeks nonstop or just like when you wake up? No, uh, it's exactly that. When you sit down for... For a long period, I get up. It's it's tight. It's like you're you're trying to get something. But if I but do nothing for is a it, long time, but is and it because it finally you don't do down, any of this stuff? You go from doing nothing to doing this for two hours. I, mean, I do none. What, what do you do at a picnic? You, you play show volleyball. Up and you start to play volleyball. I yeah, know, but, but, but you what else would you do? Right, but, but you, you don't. Do, do, you're not <laughs> playing thirty minutes of volleyball every day. Your work of walking around. Yeah. So he was he was he was telling me, yeah, John, you got to work out more. And I've been I've been checking my watch. I do between. 8,000 to 15,000 steps a day. But I don't know what that it's means. It's exercise, but I mean, it's not the same as working I'm not out. saying it is, I'm answering yeah. your question. So I, I'll, I'll walk steps. my whole yard at work, because we're, we're 12 acres, right? So I walk all that. I probably go up and down the stairs 35 times. How many right? in the course of 18,000 steps? That's pretty good. 
How many? I do. Yeah, in the course of eighteen thousand steps, how many digs and spikes were included? None. <laughs> I think. I think that there's there's something to say for that, right? Because even when when we're training for a mountain, we can do all the cross training we want, but there is nothing that will get you in shape. Let me give to you carry a heavy pack up a hill. Then carrying then heavy carrying pack, heavy pack up the hill. Yeah. I, I go to the gym regularly. Talking I run. I run regularly, and I did this thing yesterday, and I'm sore as hell because I didn't do most of the stuff that I did yesterday. Right. right. And there's a lot of there's a lot of truth to that, and it kind of ties in from what Ray was asking before about you know what can you do about degeneration or osteoarthritis. So there's a lot of things in terms of trying to get the muscle strong around the joint. It'll decrease what we call accessory movement, meaning that even though a joint maybe is supposed to move, say in this kind of manner, there's always a little sliding, a little gliding in different directions that occurs. And so a lot of times when you have a lot of strength in, in the area and when those muscles are trained to create stability around that joint, that can really help decrease a lot of that accessory movement. You know, a lot of times when people are having pain around a specific joint, you know, certain uh, therapeutic techniques that a therapist will do, mobilizations can help decrease pain. There's a lot of good research coming out on dry needling that can help out with a lot of pain. So in, so, in, in theory, if you had perfect form, muscle strength, and you had zero accessory motion, your joints would be that much better off? Well, some accessory motion is going to be needed. You have to, right? Because even if a, a, a bone, you know, uh, interaction, right? A joint is going to be moving, right? In this sort of hinge fashion, there's still a little bit of gliding going on. So some of that accessory motion is normal. It's needed for normal joint mechanics. However, when it's excessive, right? Now it's problematic. So you have to have some, right? And strength alone doesn't cut it because you can be very strong, but if those muscles aren't trained, like you're saying, by doing specific tasks to create stability around that joint, Right? All that strength isn't going to help out. It's needed, it's a base, it's foundational, but then you also need to be able to train it for stability. And I wanted to give context to the listeners and everyone here if you don't already know. I was born with a multiple hereditary exostosis. So I have growths on all the ends of my bones. And one of the long-term effects is that um, it degenerates all the, the ends. So I have the equivalent to like a 70-year-old person's bones um, at each joint. So... Mine's a little different, but I always ask because they don't want to give me a new hip because I'm too young. So I need to do something because it's it's getting worse. But there's a lot of things quickly. you can do to keep your hip mobile. A lot, of, a lot of strengthening band stuff. How's the bone density? Does it affect density too? Because you're a pretty solid dude. No, it's the opposite. You're so dense, right? Yeah. So you, you have all these extra growths. Like Avatar. Yeah, you, guys, look, you like, look at like it in, in, in a... Have you ever broken a bone? <laughs> Uh, nope, I've never broken a bone. I've never broken a bone. But he calls what you I'm, dense, and what you I'm, were okay what with I'm, that. I don't care. So <laughs> I mean, think about it. I'm five six, and at one point I was did not look overweight, and I was two hundred and one pounds. And right now I sit in front of you at one eighty one. Right. So. And you're five six. I'm five six. Have you guys ever broken a bone? I thought I weighed uh, less, no. but I'm one eighty seven. So and I'm a little taller, but that makes sense. I'm five six. So. He ain't, ain't one eighty seven. <laughs> Speaking I, of 187 um, and having lost 12 pounds yesterday, can you explain what you did yesterday? I was going to I was going to ask the same thing. Yeah. I was curious yeah. about that. What, what were you doing? Um, it's called Decafit. I'm not sure if I necessarily recommend it, but it, <laughs> <laughs> I got talking to doing one last year and um, it sounds more impressive than it is. But if you're in the top 12 in your age group, in the world, you're ahead of the, you're ahead of the game. What is a decafit? Decafit, you do. There's different ones. A decafit. I saw that it was inside, do, right? Say the inside. whole thing. It's inside. The decafit is inside. You run. Well, it's ten events you do, and before each event, you run 500 meters. So you run a total of 5k, plus 10 strength slash cardio things. And it's a race. Yes. Is it a Spartan race, Gary? I saw the Spartan. Similar. It is. Yeah, it was like a Spartan logo Spartan, on it. Yeah, it's under the Spartan umbrella. Um, it's hard to call it a race unless you're at the Worlds because they just send people off in groups of five. So it's just qualifying. So it's about so time. It's, it's about, about time. time. And it's frustrating because I feel like it's like a time trial because you're going and I'm just flying by people. And then you get to the next one, you do your thing, you come out and I'm flying by people. I'm like, and then there's a wall of people in the way and you're like yelling, get the hell out of the way. But you got to be nice because you're tired and they're trying to go through too. Um, but yeah, it's just a time trial. It feels like you're just out by yourself trying to go as fast as you can. So you don't know if like the other guy in the other heat is 
in two seconds ahead of you and to, to give that right. extra push. Which is when I went to the world, you, the 12 people in your age group all go off the same time. You know exactly what's going on. So it made it much better and, and you can go better because you know, hey, there's second place here. Wait, when was that? November. Last year. When are the worlds this year? December. Where? Dallas. Are we going? I'm, well, as of now, I'm, cl I'm third in the world. In the world. <laughs> so third, that means you got beat by a loser. I'm not going to Dallas. <laughs> by a loser. Yeah, but are second. you joking when you say that? Or like, what? what third it's, in the world? It's, I say that only... because it's silly. Because last year. No, man. That's because awesome. I'm confused. We're you keep going saying that. Like, yeah, now. Now. World championships. And last year, there was, I think, 10 competitions all in this country. This year, there's been more. But I don't know how many are in another country. But I've seen like some Spanish flags pop up. So I guess mm. there's some in Europe. But um it's not as impressive as it sounds, but I still say, like, yeah, I'm third in the world. I mean, I've been good. I finished third in the world last year. I mean, I'm the third best 50 year old. So, in how the much world. does something like this cost? Like, why, why, cost? why are you putting how much yourself is, through this? What's the winnings? There is winnings if you're an elite. I'm not that good. I'm not that old. I'm too old to be elite. Oh, uh -huh. it's got to be in the range. So, we're driving to, to Dallas in the drive? Oh, no, we're Model Y. Next in How December. Long that take? Good luck with that. I won't be able to compete for sitting in that car for three days. <laughs> That's an SUV. You can lay down on the back uh, and stretch. Now you're going to be pushing it in between <laughs> charging stations. It'll keep you in shape. So I, I, I wasn't sure. I didn't. You are the, the charger. Yeah, you're the, yeah, you're the charger. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I want to do it, and I signed up the day before. It's like, well, if I want to go to Worlds, I can unless I qualify. So. So I did that. So uh, as of now, I think it's like December first of the world in Dallas. Time on your hands. Maybe I'll go. Just doing these things for. Yeah, let's, let's see who's in town uh, playing the Cowboys. <laughs> go root against uh, in December. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, every Sunday, but they yeah. may not be home. Yeah, I don't know. Home. I don't know the schedule, but you know, good team in town. You guys want to go? To work? Yeah, hell yeah, of course. Oh, all right. You so make what, us shirts, what, make what, us cool shirts and say, like, go get it. You gotta make shirts. You're, you're number one in my I have, uh, <laughs> I have this special shirt. My, one of my friends uh, came with a design. It's got his little dog. I don't know, one of those little two pound dogs, his face on it. I don't know if you guys saw the picture. And it says beast mode on it. I saw the beast mode. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it's funny because it's a little dog face. So I use that for all these competitions. And I so, what were the 10 events? So I can remember. So uh, the first is you have to do 30 lunges with a 55 pound thing. It's like a big foam roller, but it's weighted. Um, and so that was my big. You put it on your shoulders and you. Well, the thing is, I've never done some of these things before. Like when I did it the first time, I'm like, oh, let me try it like this. Let me try it like this. And then you watch the elites. I'm like, oh, this is how you do it. Right. Um, so you so did no research, no nothing? You just did it? I watch a lot of videos, which helped, but still, I also, I'm not very mobile. You know, my joints don't work the same as a 20 year old. So did, I couldn't do what they were doing and I figured out other ways around it. Do you know, know the 10 when going in? Do you know the yeah, 10 events? You know everything you're doing. Okay. Um, so you do 30, 55 pound lunges, which the first time I did, I'm like, I think I just pulled my hamstring. I think I'm done. Um, <laughs> and that's going to kick your butt for the next half yes. 5k. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. But I learned when I went to worlds, I watched elites. I'm like, Oh my God, they do this so much easier. I was taking very long strides back to, for balance and I'd fall over and they just go straight down. Like, Oh, this is much easier. Um, then it goes to 500 meter row. Okay. Um, I might get some of these out of order. We don't, yeah, it's fine. So well, the row, wrong machine, you just get on a machine and row. Yeah, okay. there is, um, well, on the cardio things, you have a 500 meter row, a 500 meter ski erg, which you have the, the things you pull them down and you have a, a one of those uh, assault bikes. Assault bike, that's yeah, what they call it? It's from CrossFit. Yeah, those okay. things are hard and you have to do 25 calories on that. Um, there's, you have to take a 60 pound ball and put it over a wall 20 times, back and forth. 20 times. Yeah. How high is the wall? Four feet. I think it was four feet. So, so you that's just can't you that's quite you throw deadlift back. it. You've got you've to pull up. You're not careful. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, some people pick it up and so I throw it over. It's my, I find it easier just to throw it over because you can throw it from lower. Um, there's a sit, 25 pound sit up where you have to, the ball behind you hit this thing above you 25 times. Um, Farmers carry with 60 pound dumbbells, 100 meters. Farmers carry is just on your, just walk like this. Yeah. yeah. 60 pound dumbbells. This is why I say, like, the bigger you are, these things are easier. Like, right. these guys are, like, the guy who won Worlds, who, uh, who beat me last year when I came in third, he's my size, but 40 pounds more muscle. He crushed me in everything. I crushed him in the run, but he still beat me. Um, so, so you're saying 60, it's bias or no? 
Well, there's I some bias. If, if everything is weight based, right? Yeah. Then, uh, then so some, why some, pick something like that? I still do well. So that's it. I it, I enjoy it. And you can say the same thing. Why do we go run races? I enjoy it. Yeah, I remember. You know, like if a guy was out there and he was six four or six two and two fifty, and he had to carry the same weights as you have to. Yeah, that, obviously it's easier. That's there's yeah. no comparison. It's a joke, but you're going to crush him in the run. Yeah. The only way but to make that still, fair is to have it percentage of body weight. Right. Yeah. But it'll be too hard. It's too hard. Yeah, yeah, but but then how, how do you do that on the run? You can't. Right? Yeah. You got to yeah. make yeah. it like shorter for so there's a, heavier. There's yeah. a sled to push a, and pull. 50, 50 meters of sled push and pull. There was. Um, oh, there's a step box step over, which is where it's really hard when you get older because my hips don't move. Oh, you watch these guys and just hop over. And I'm like, I can't do that. So I'm just stepping on and stepping off. And I can get through quick because I practice that. Um, Burpees, 20 oh. burpees with a 44 pound thing. Wow. 44 pound what? Like that same thing for doing Vest? that. No, it's, oh, a, it's like a, a roller, just dead yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah, 44 pounds. That's, and that's the last one you do. And, and then you get to that and like, I'm going to fly through this. So how are you holding that? Burpee? Because you got to do, you have a to do a burpee up. down and, and over your head. And what, is it oh, so it's got handles. It's got little, yeah, it's, you can stick your fingers. So you in. use it as the, yeah. on the bottom of the burpee and you do a push up on it and then you stand up and. Yeah, over okay, your head. Got it. Um. I don't know. Is that ten? That's got to be ten or yeah. close to it. Sounds pretty brutal. Yeah, well, I, I it's lost, hard. I lost you at number two like, <laughs> for nothing, or you paid for this. Mm, I don't think so. I mean, it's the same thing. If I go to a race, you pay for it, and I'm occasionally you win something. You pay for it in more ways than one, Johnny. No, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just messing. Yeah. Around. I, I got, a, I got a, a, a nice. Thing. Better like to lose. No, wait, so I, I only I, go to races. I will get a, a second place medal at some point, so I got that. You're gonna put it in. Yeah, where is it? I could. Yeah, where is it? I have my finishers. Oh, I got a nice old pair of crampons. I got, I got in the truck. I got to bring them up here. Remind me. They're like late 70s, early 80s, like something you would never wear anymore yeah. because they're steel with leather straps, really okay. heavy. So yeah. my, basically, my, my legs are screaming at me since yesterday because I didn't Fit do a lot legs. of those things and I'm kind of sore. Nice. I, I may be able to get up and down the stairs faster than you now. You probably can. So, um, so Bill, Bill wants me to run in a Ragnar. I think it's in September or October. Those are like 200 miles. It's like 200 miles or whatever it is, but it's a, it's like a, I think there's going to be eight people on the team. So you split, split the legs so you up, so you're doing 25. Up. So you're doing a marathon but still. You run like three times. I think you do like three, I think it's like 15 miles. I don't think you're doing a marathon. And you so, sleep in the car. No, you, but you basically camp. They bring tents and sleep. It's up in Catskill somewhere. And, uh, and you basically just, the race is 24 hours straight or until until you finish, you're just going. So you're just taking turns, trying to sleep in between and just going until it's done. Doesn't sound like fun, but we're doing it anyway. Well, you did um, River to Sea. So think about that. I did River to Sea, double, and double it, yeah. basically. Yeah. Talking to Mike, Gary. R yeah, okay. River to Sea is a 92-mile <laughs> relay. Was. Was. They don't do it anymore? They stopped that a while ago. Oh, uh, that stinks. So we did it. Were you? Did we yeah. do it together? We yeah, did, that's yeah. right. We it did was that. Garbage. John, it was a garbage race. John Emery. It yeah. was handicapped, and it was crap. Oh, I thought it was fun. So was, you run from Milford, yeah. to New Jersey, to Manasquan. It's 92 miles. There were 15 legs and eight legs, runners. Seven people. There you go. Run twice. Shortest was two and a half. Longest was... Like nine? Nine-ish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was a lot of it was logistics with uh, your like support vehicle, support vehicle shuttling, and vans. shuttling people so the around. The first time I ever did this is I realized this is the first time I ever did this. If you don't get along with the people who you're doing it with, it sucks. <laughs> because I was doing this the first time we did it was you know because the River Sea is done in August, so it's like 90 degrees early August. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's it's like the last so, weekend in July. Or the and first it's, weekend it's a in handicap August. race, which is why I think the race sucked because. You say, this is what I could run a 5K in. Oh, okay, well, then we'll start you here. And everybody lies, but they, the Listen, better runners, all, they check. All I remember is we got to start at like 7.30 a.m. because we are terrible. I started and like you 10. had to start at noon or something like something that. Like yeah, 10. 10 o'clock, yeah. And then you're like waiting hot. hours for Wait, hot. Yeah. You, didn't you and beat they, us? And they still beat us. <laughs> but, yeah. but it was on like the 15th leg. Or they, the, they still it, passed it was us. at the very yeah. end. You could smell so, the salt water. Yeah. So the first time we I did it, I'm running, I don't know, like the fourth or fifth leg, and I'm like, and they kept saying, hey, you're catching up to the next person. You're like two minutes behind. I'm like, yes. They're like, you're a minute behind. I'm like, yes. And then this guy pulls up next to me. My The driver was supposed to tell me where to go. He says, hey, uh, Gary, turn around. We don't know where you're going, but you're not going the right way. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I go, which way am I going? He goes, we're not sure yet. I'm like, what do you mean? What happened to your Garmin? This was before Garmin. Supposed to tell you well, we don't know the, they're, this is our, they're supposed to tell you where to go. And, and that's when I realized that I, I'm like, I'm never doing this again with somebody who is that nonchalant about you're going the wrong way. We'll figure it out. <laughs> 
Where are you going to roll? Shoot a run with yeah, us. Yeah, his job. They're supposed to tell me to go. We How had a well run with an extra half mile. We had no mistakes. Way was driving one of the support vans. We had no issues. Zero mistakes. You're going well-oiled machine. <laughs> and they, they still seven, beat you. <laughs> seven minute miles at best. At best. And you still beat us, yeah. They, I, I think they passed us. I want to say they passed us on the double leg. Remember that double leg that you can't? No so way. That was in the, the middle. Uh, that was the wild card. Yeah, yeah, that's what we did, right? Yeah, one mile, did. one mile, one yeah. mile. That was my idea from you know, when we first did it many, many it, years ago. It was a great idea. Away. I thought it was like near the beach they got us. I don't, I don't, I don't quite remember, but if for some well, reason. Well, it's a I better it story that. that way. Yeah. For us. At the end, yeah. So, no, that was fun. So, you, gotta, so, you stick to the things that you win. We didn't win because it was handicapped. Oh, you didn't win. Because they I don't like these first stories. to the well, first to the shore. <laughs> it's like, well, these people started at six o'clock. We start four hours later. We tried our best. They, I think they should stagger the starts like they did, but it still should be fastest time. Yeah, it should yeah. be. They did not. Time. Did they have fastest time? No, they couldn't have had fastest time because we were almost always the fastest time. Because I was always usually the slowest person on the team. That's, anyway, that's pretty common. Yeah. yeah. So I might have to do that. And another, and another friend wants me to run to do a mini triathlon in Westchester in Don't October. You got a you got a bike? I got a bike. It's not a tri bike. It's just a bike. And I haven't practiced swimming yet. So you get a wetsuit? Don't uh, need one. I do have a wetsuit that I hope real, real that swimming. I hope still fits. Oh. I think it's like a half a mile swim or something like that. It's not trivial, but it's not two miles. It's not horrible. So we'll see. I got an idea. Jigsaw puzzle championship. Yeah. So Way wants to know go, what that is. Way wants to go to the Jigsaw Puzzle Championship. It's in um, California and How oh, many pieces? You got to do, uh, it's in March. You've got to do um, four, three or four 1,000 piece puzzles and you got to do them sequentially. You got to finish, finish one before Is it next. one person per team or is it? I think a, you I can th have I think four person teams. She's number three in the world right now, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> number three? I think so, yeah. So, um, so, you, so you can have one, two and four man teams. Well, can um, you have you know, women? Racist. Can women not do jigsaw puzzles? Person oh, sexist, not racist. Two, one, two, or four person, person team. teams. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, then I, I don't know what it is that gets you there, but if but you can move on to the world championships in Spain. Um, so, and they make you carry the puzzle year. in this like foam roller that's like forty pounds <laughs> all the pieces. You got to do burpees at the end of it. I'll do this. It's really hard. Jig, yeah. And you got to throw the, your team members over the four foot high wall. We would do well. We would do well. I think so. So we're gonna. She she's definitely planning on uh, on going to that one. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. Anybody want to join? Gary? Yes. Yes. Ed. Where in California? I'm not big into jigsaw puzzles. Neither am I. Neither am I. No, I just. We're gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna guess it's in San Diego. <laughs> that is tedious. <laughs> yeah, that's puzzling. I don't know. <laughs> Gary. I saw oh, that was a good one. Good guess. Yeah. Good guess. No, I saw it. Oh, you saw it. <laughs> okay. San good. Diego. All right. So um, anybody else have any big events coming up since we're on that topic? Johnny, Ed, yes. on the topic of oh. jigsaw uh, puzzles. Ed, yeah, I got a topic here. Uh, one of our listeners had asked if we can go ahead and uh, plug the kickball league. It is uh, called Rick's Kickball League. It's an adult co-ed pickup kickball league. It's going to start on Sunday. International DC or Kansas City? Where is it? It's actually going to start September 10th at 4 p.m. at Chestnut Branch Park in Mantua, New Jersey. It, they're going to be meeting on Sunday afternoons, September 10th through October 22nd. For more information, you can check them out at Instagram at kickballrick07. <laughs> All right. Good luck, Rick. All right. First shameless plug for the, uh, for the podcast. Shameless. We Thanks got paid in. for that. It's 500 <laughs> beans, huh? Anybody else? Anything coming up that we should hear about, Adam? No. Nothing? I am... Uh, Seven weeks post-surgery on my left foot, 14 weeks post-surgery on my right foot, and in two weeks going to try to climb the highest mountain in Idaho and then up the glacier. So no, no um, crutches today, so you're good? You're walking around no, pain-free? Uh, I wouldn't say pain-free, but I'm walking around no crutches, no boot. Um, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be painful, but you know, it's painful anyway. <laughs> How was your doctor say about? What did your doctor say about that? I see him Tuesday morning. He's not going to be happy. Can you but ask I just want to ask about the pickleball. consequences, right? Like, are the consequences? Oh, you're just going to be in a shitload of pain, which is fine. Or are, are the plates and screws going to start shooting out of my feet, and I'll be, you know, not be able to walk for the rest of my it, life? In which case, that's not good. I think it's just the pain thing, but I will confirm that. Did, did something happen that these things got right next to each other? Did you do that on oh, purpose? I did them or? as quickly as I could. 
Um, and I did the, the second foot before the first one was completely healed because I wanted at least, you know, a couple of weeks to try and train. Ooh. So, so we'll see how that goes. So when can you play pickleball? Um, I can try next week. Nice. Are we playing next week before the, the show? The show? Uh, next Sunday is a tough Sunday. It's a next Sunday is a weekend. holiday. Yeah. And actually, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, We're all tailgating back to the birthplace football <laughs> no, game, that's boys. Right. That's right. That's <laughs> Sunday. Sunday? Yep. So uh, the next few weeks, I, I may not be as readily available as I have been uh, as consistent just because the semester is starting. So I'm going to be teaching uh, three courses this semester in addition to my full-time job. And the uh, volunteer position with the kids are starting back up again during the school year. So we'll have to see on uh, my schedule. But hopefully... But nice knowing you, Ed. Yeah. And I especially <laughs> like the, the debate we opened up with and how we got... Almost polar opposites here, but sort of came to a pretty good agreement and almost consensus. Almost as polarizing as magnets. Almost. 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 Batteries. So, so, so just to wrap. So sat, sun, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday is the, we're going to tailgate for the Rutgers game, right? Are we going to the game? That's Sunday. Hell yeah. That's Sunday. Yeah, All the pork Sunday. roll egg and cheese you can eat, and my friend. And if I'm not having pork roll, I'll have Taylor ham. <laughs> no, no. Well, you got to bring it. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> we, st we still got to do that breakfast episode. Yes, maybe, All we'll, right. do it, maybe we'll do it there. We'll um, do it live. So live so the from game, the tailgate. It's a twelve o'clock game, so that means the tailgate is early. So it probably eight o'clock or nine o'clock in the morning. We'll do that. Um, so that's sun. Sat that's Sunday the third, right? Saturday barbecue at our house. Just want to make sure all the listeners are getting this. Yeah. You put your address out there. <laughs> right. Right. Saturday, you know, this, a lot of people Saturday. show up, man. You've have a lot of people. A, a week from yesterday, yeah. Yes. Okay. put on a lot of burgers and dogs. So you got the barbecue Saturday, tailgate Sunday in the game. We'll definitely have the watermelon. And Monday is a risk. And I'm taking a Tesla out for a joyride. What? <laughs> and Johnny's going to joy ride. Did you say Tesla. risk? And we can play risk. We play, actually, we played risk last night for the first time with uh, Alex and Noah. So, um, but we played uh, mission risk, so it doesn't take forever. Okay. We played a new version of Agricola. There's recently. a new version? Well, it was a, a tweak. They, uh, if you read the instructions, they give you variant plays, and so it's a different variant of play. All right. You're going to have to show me. So. All right. I think we're going to wrap it up for today. Um, that was the Addict Static Podcast uh, for- I'm what Gary. Is, what is I'm Adam. <laughs> I'm Roddy. <laughs> and I'm Ed. Um, I guess, uh, yep, you can follow us on Instagram, YouTube, subscribe, please. Uh, the website is addictstaticpod.com. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Addict Static Podcast. If you like what you heard, please like and subscribe and feel free to leave a comment below. Or come check us out at our website at addictstaticpod.com. And stay tuned for new episodes out every Monday.